There's a couple of new faces in town for the Blue Jackets as Ken Johnson and Nick Blankenberg have signed their entry-level deals. Obviously, we know a lot about Ken Johnson, but I thought today we would find out a little bit more about Nick Blankenberg. So we're going to be talking all about him on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, and uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day, of the week even. Uh, Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube. If you are not watching me on YouTube, make sure you go and uh, hit subscribe over there because... uh, Hey, you get to see me talk with my hands and also the cool paintings that I have behind me. But uh, today we're going to be talking about Nate Blankenberg, who signed as a college free agent after his season just finished at the University of Michigan. He will be joining his teammate, Kent Johnson, with the team today, I believe, and uh, possibly making his debut as soon as Wednesday night. And uh, I thought, who better to talk about Nick Blankenberg than someone who covered him while he was at college and someone who will continue to cover him now that he is Blue Jacket. So uh, I sat down over the weekend with Bailey Johnson of the Columbus Dispatch, previously of the University of Michigan, to talk a little bit about Nick, what he's like, uh, and how excited Blue Jacket fans should be. So I'm just going to get into that. So the Blue Jackets got two signings this weekend, uh, one that they were expecting and maybe one that they weren't. I've got uh, Bailey Johnson here, noted Nick Blankenberg fan, to uh, talk a little bit about the more unexpected signing and uh, what this new son of ours can uh, can bring to the team. Uh, how's it going, Bailey? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about Nick. Yeah, he's... Someone that I have really kind of only started to pay attention to kind of at the tail end of the season when I started to watch Kent a little bit more and just to see kind of, you know, what what is he going to bring to the Blue Jackets? And then I started noticing this kind of undersized senior defenseman who doesn't have uh, NHL team, doesn't own his rights or anything like that. And I started thinking, hey, we need, we need defense. But uh, specifically, what do you think nick can bring to the blue jackets like what what should blue jacket fans expect from him when he steps on the ice uh likely on wednesday when he makes his debut yeah so if things go really according to plan he could be the next tory krug as a smaller defenseman with a lot of offensive upside and a nasty streak to him obviously that's putting a lot of expectations on him tory krug is maybe the most successful undersized undrafted free agent signing there's been in the last 20 years So I don't want to say he's definitely going to be that, but I think that's the ceiling. Um, Blue Jackets fans should expect a guy who will compete with everything he has on every single shift. He is undersized. He's about 5'9", maybe 180 pounds, but I've been watching him since he was a freshman in college. I covered the team at Michigan his freshman, sophomore year when I was a junior and senior there, so I know his game really well. I've never seen him back down from a challenge, back down from a fight. He has never been afraid to play physical. He was a forward until about a year and a half before he went to Michigan. So the offense is absolutely there. He'll score some goals that make you think, oh yeah, that 
that's a forward style goal. That's not a defenseman's goal. But he also has really worked hard on his shot from the point, and it was a real weapon for him really starting his sophomore season on the power play. That right-handed shot at the top of the power play was a huge, huge weapon for them and something that he was really successful with, and he continued that through to this year. He scored more goals this year than he has really combined in his college career before, and it wasn't like a crazy shooting percentage or anything. I think he was shooting about 13% this year. Um, Yeah, the defense is something that might take a little longer to come. Obviously, he has to learn that side of the game at the NHL level, but I think he got better as a defender every year in college and held his own really well there, played with own power a lot as sort of the more defensive-minded of the two. Um, and I would not – I don't expect him to have any real issues defending at the NHL level. Yeah, looking at I, – I pulled up his stats just before, before recording, uh, and he seems like he's going to fit in super well on the the Blue Jackets blue line, which I have been joking kind of all season that it's Vladislav Gavrikov and five Rovers uh, because the Blue Jackets kind of have this offensive tilt to their defense uh, this season, obviously, you know, kind of led by by Zach Gorensky. But uh, looking at Blankenberg, he got 14 goals, 15 assists, 29 points in 38 games this season, which is uh, pretty good for a defenseman. Do you think that's something that we should expect from him out of like we should we should we expect that from him at the NHL level obviously probably not those kind of numbers immediately but is is he more of a a goal scorer than a defensive defenseman definitely he's an offensive defenseman that history he has as a forward gives him that two-way capability obviously like you said those numbers in college are not going to be what he puts up at the NHL level but he will definitely be somebody who's chipping in offensively for sure great it's you know we we love to see it. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of offensive defensemen. And obviously, like I've just said, uh, the Blue Jackets are big fans of that as well. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about kind of the the journey he had to get to where he is. Um, obviously, he didn't. Get, this is his this was his first year with a scholarship, if I'm if I'm right. And he uh, drove a Zamboni before to kind of as a as a part-time job to kind of raise some money could you talk a little bit about kind of how he managed to get to where he is now I could talk about this all day I like I said I've known him since he was a freshman in college I he was sort of the player on that team um that I had a good relationship with and whenever I was writing a story and didn't know who to talk to for it, but wanted to talk to a defenseman about a concept or whatever. He was always the guy that I talked to. We got along really well. So I know his story and I know his family and his sweet mom, who is one of the nicest people on the planet. We'll get into that later. Um, Yeah. But Nick, he was playing high school hockey in Michigan and Michigan high school hockey is perfectly fine and adequate quality, but it's not Minnesota high school hockey where you see guys get drafted out of there pretty regularly. It's, you know, it's high school hockey. And he was the captain of his team, his senior year, they won a state championship. After his senior year of high school, he tried out for a couple junior teams, didn't make those, ended up moving in with his high school coach, Nick Batter, who he still thinks is one of like the best people he's ever met and really credits him for a lot of where he's gotten. Moved in with his high school coach, Nick Batter, and Nick's wife. Um, lived with them while he played a post-grad year of uh, minor midget hockey at the AAA level, which I think was the first time he'd played the AAA level. Um, was, that was when he was driving the Zamboni part-time while he was doing that. Got through that year with Victory Honda. That was the year he switched to playing defense. About halfway through that season, they had one of their defensemen move on to play junior hockey. Nick had been having a little bit of a hard time scoring from his spot at forward, so his coach decided to switch him to the back end, and 
that's where that story really starts. Um, he was playing for Brian Burke at the time. Then he got discovered by a Midwest scout for a team in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, which people know of more now because Kale McCarr came out of there. But at the time, it was before Kale McCarr had gotten drafted. So it was kind of right on the forefront of people figuring out about the AJ, but definitely not somewhere that you really thought draft prospects were going. Ended up going to play there for the um, Oktoks Oilers, not the same team Kale McCarr played for, but went there, had a great year there. That's where Michigan found him. They brought him in as a walk-on in the fall of 2018 was his first year. He came in as a walk-on, didn't play a ton at the beginning of the year. He played every game, but not super heavy minutes. Then Quinn Hughes went to play at the World Juniors. Nick Blankenberg stepped up to take his spot on the top pair alongside um, Joe Sacconi, who was their top pair defenseman at the time. And kind of the rest is history from there. In a minute, we're going to talk about more of uh, Nick Blankenberg's game with Bailey. But first, I've got to tell you about Athletic Greens, because I use this literally every day. Uh, I have been having real problems with my health, with my immune system. Uh, I've had basically no energy because it's been the winter. I, uh, I hate taking pills and vitamins. I wanted a supplement that tastes like it's supposed to. And uh, I've been taking Athletic Greens for about a month now, and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It has this kind of like tropical orangey taste that uh, is pretty good. So what is Athletic Greens? Well, it is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day bright. This special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Just all of the things. Everything. Uh, And it's super easy. You literally just put one scoop in a cup of water. I have this like 12 ounce water bottle and I just throw some water in there, add a scoop of athletic greens and shake the heck out of it. It is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. It's going to cost you less than $3 a day, which is way cheaper than, you know, getting a Starbucks every day. I don't personally get a Starbucks every day, but I do take Athletic Greens every day. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews, and they're recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. He even played forward a couple games that season when they had a lot of injuries up front and they needed a body. Um, So he was kind of that guy. He had not really locked in his identity as a defenseman and locked in that role. And all of a sudden his sophomore year, he, you know, was top pair guy, played a lot with Quinn Hughes that year. I think if I remember correctly, um, you know, played a ton of minutes, moved up when they brought in Owen power. I remember thinking like, cause at this point I knew him really well. I had written a couple of big features on him, including one about his relationship with his late grandfather, um, who he considers his biggest fan. It's still one of my favorite things I've ever written. So I remember thinking before his junior year, when Owen power was coming in, I was like, wow, there's going to be so many scouts there to see Owen power, Kent Johnson, you know, all these guys, they're going to see Nick too. And that might be a path for him to end up playing professional hockey. And I kind of thought, you know, maybe an AHL deal, an ATO, that type of thing. 
had a great year. He played with Owen Power a lot more last year than he did this year. They kind of split them up this season. Um, ended up getting an NHL offer after last season, his junior year. Turned it down to go back to Michigan. Ended up being the captain, which was not unexpected for anybody who's known him since his freshman season. He is a real leader, loves that responsibility. Like I said, a super competitive guy, the kind of guy who's going to drag his teammates into the battle with him. And regardless of the situation, is not going to back down. I've seen him lay hits on guys who are 6'5", and he gets the better end of it. I mean, it's unbelievable, the physicality that he'll bring despite his size. Um, yeah, just couldn't be happier for him. Trying to stay <laughs> objective like I'm supposed to. I even tweeted out you know, Thursday night after they lost. I think Scott Wheeler tweeted a quote from Nick where he was pretty emotional about the end of his career. And I said, like, we're not supposed to have favorites in this job, but anybody who knows me knows that Nick's one of mine because it had not crossed my mind in the slightest that he might be a Blue Jacket 24 hours later and playing for the team that I cover for the dispatch. And then all of a sudden he was a Blue Jacket and it blew my mind. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with this opportunity. Yeah, I was I was talking with a couple of friends uh, about this actually, like after we'd kind of been like, oh, hey, this this senior defenseman is pretty good. The Blue Jackets need bodies on defense. You know, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be fun if he signed with the Blue Jackets? Clearly not expecting anything of it. And then kind of I heard from a couple of my sources that that was maybe somewhere that he was thinking about going. And then, you know, obviously they lost the, the game against Denver. And then 24 hours later, he was he was a Blue Jacket. And I was like, I did we manifest this? Like, is this, did we make this happen? But I'm, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, like I said, I watched... I started to watch him more and more as the season kind of went on because, you know, you know how good Ken Johnson is. You know how good Owen Power is. And obviously those are the guys that people go to watch, but you start watching the other guys, I think. And I am really excited by, you know, you said his ceiling is maybe a kind of a Tory Krug type player, which, I mean, I would be thrilled if, if he hit that ceiling. But even if he, you know, turns into a solid kind of middle pairing guy for the Blue Jackets, like that feels win-win for a guy that you know did four years in college and uh you know I feel like people don't expect a ton about uh, from college free agents but uh I'm this is one that I'm excited about and I don't know if it's you know confirmation bias or if I am just biased because I watched so much Michigan hockey this season you know as sacrilegious as that seems as that is to say as a as a Blue Jackets fan and a, a person who really loves you know the the state of Ohio it uh it's just it's a really cool it's a really cool story uh, for him and for the for the team, I think. It's a great story. Yarmo uh, Kuklainen and Brad Larson have both talked about that in the last day since they signed him. What a great story it is with the journey he's been on, which I spent way too much time talking about. I was just texting his mom Friday morning just to wish them well because I had gotten – it was her father was his late grandfather who mm -hmm. had written the story about, so I got to know her pretty well through the process of them trusting me to tell that story. Um, so I just wanted to send her a text to, you know – wish them well, thank her for trusting me with the stories I got to tell, whatever. And, you know, she was excited to hear from me, said they were so excited for what was to come for Nick, asked me what I was doing now. And I said, I'm actually in Columbus covering the Blue Jackets. And she said, wow, that's awesome. And did not let slip a word <laughs> about where her son might be signing in four hours. And then yes, when I, well, when I, that point, but... when I, of course she knew. And then when I heard, I texted her and said, oh my gosh, Columbus, I can't believe it. And she said, I was dying to tell you. <laughs> It's like, I wish you would have, because I could have broken some news, but I'm super excited for them. He's a great kid. Um, just somebody who really deserves this opportunity. Always a hard worker. Um,
In a minute, we're going to finish up our conversation about Nick Blankenberg with Bailey. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because it is your number one source for all your betting stats and sport information. On BetOnline.net, you can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, which are, I believe, just about to start, and start of the Major League Baseball season, which I personally am very excited to uh, be hurt by the baseball again. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. They've got, like I said, they've got basketball, they've got baseball, they've got hockey, they've got UFC, they've got boxing, they've got esports, they've got your favorite Vegas casino games. So you can head to the website today. Once again, that is betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. And I've also got to tell you about Built Bar. So, it's the morning, you need breakfast, you've just had your athletic greens, and you are hungry, and in the fridge, you have Built Bars. If you don't know what a Built Bar is, by now it is basically a protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar. They are delicious, they are nutritious, they are... It's a treat, honestly. It feels like you're doing something super illegal, but actually you're having something that's really, really good for you. And if you haven't tried the Built Puffs, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars... They are fluffy, they are marshmallowy, they are soft, they are covered in 100% real chocolate like every Built Bar. They're my favorite and they're going to be yours as well. So if you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The contract is an interesting situation with them deciding to burn the year. They very easily could have had it start next season and sent him to Cleveland on a tryout deal for the rest of this year. So I think that says, first of all, that there was enough other interest in him that they had to make that kind of offer that would say, we're going to get you in NHL games this season to get them over the hump of maybe some other teams that were interested. And I know there were a few at least. Um, So it'll be interesting. There's nine games left once they join the team, they'll join the team Monday. So Saturday night's game in Detroit doesn't really count on their number that they might be able to play. So nine games he has to prove himself, obviously, they're not going to sign somebody if they and burn the year now if they don't think they're going to want to re-sign them in the offseason is kind of my thought process on that. I don't think they would be giving him – they gave him a pretty big contract. They gave him the signing bonus, kind of as big of an entry-level contract as you'll see when you're burning it right away with only nine games. So I think that says that they do expect to want to re-sign him in the offseason. I would expect that to be a two-way deal. I would expect him to spend quite a bit of time in Cleveland, but certainly be kind of – top of the list to get called up and maybe he sticks here for a good run of games. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Like some guys go into training camp and I mean, I think about Marcus Nudavara a few seasons ago who just kind of turned up to training camp and wowed everyone and then was in the top four for the rest of the rest of the season. Um, You know, so things, things like that can happen. And that's kind of something that I've been leaning towards with, with uh, Blankenberg is, I, I also was confused and I was like, well, why didn't they? I, w- I thought they were going to do the, the, okay, he can go to Cleveland and then they'll sign him next season. But the more I think about it and the more I think about it with, with Ken Johnson as well is the sooner that they can get their hands on them in an NHL setting and kind of take the reins on their development, I think, is something that's really important to Kekalainen to Brad Larson, you know, uh, Kekalainen specifically especially is a big fan of developing players through his own system. He doesn't like to go to free agency. He doesn't like to trade for guys at the trade deadline. He likes to draft them and he likes to basically get his hands on them as soon as he possibly can. And so I'm 
really excited to see, like you say, what he can do with these nine games, but also after he's played those nine games, what he can do with an entire summer of Blue Jackets funded training, turn up to, to training camp, which is something that Brad Larson talked about earlier today, actually, which which uh, I also wanted to bring up, which is um, sometimes guys turn up at training camp, they get tired after the third day, and it's hard to really evaluate them and know what they've got. So these nine games, I think, is going to be super important, especially for for Nick in terms of getting that next contract. Uh, and it's, um, it's interesting what you said about... Um, God, sorry, I've just completely, completely lost my train of thought. Um, I thought it was it was interesting what you said about the contract and about him getting interest from other teams, because you mentioned obviously he had an offer from an NHL team last season that he turned down to then go back to college. So clearly, you know, he's not not a completely out of the blue signing, and so you, you've got to think, you know, has Kekalainen been planning this? All along, is he someone that Kekalainen's had an eye on basically since they scouted Ken Johnson last season, you know? So it's uh, it's fun. I'm always excited when guys like this get a chance. I think it's way more exciting than, you know... I personally think this is way more exciting than Ken Johnson coming to Columbus. Obviously, I'm excited for Johnson to be a Blue Jacket and to see what he's got, but we knew he was going to be good. I think it's way more exciting when guys like Vankenberg are like get this this opportunity to play professionally after, you know, not being drafted and playing all four years in college. And I feel like it's super rare for guys to get an immediate NHL job immediately after four years in college. So I, uh, I'm i super excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. I won't rank them as far as which one I'm more excited for. <laughs> because, you know, I've known Nick for a long time and I'm so thrilled for him. But at the same time, I can't wait to see how Kent's skill and abilities translate to the NHL level and see how he starts to handle the physicality. And another point that you were making around, you know, them not having gone through training camp, they're not being that tired level. They've also been in playoff mode for the last month. So they're coming in, you know, about as tuned up as you can be having been going through that adrenaline rush and that push for a national championship over the last month. So it'll be interesting to see, you often see guys come in, the energy they have in those first games they play is sometimes not ever replicable again in their NHL careers for the guys who don't really stick. You see a lot of guys who come in and they'll have a hat trick in their first game and it kind of all slips away after that, which is, you know, they still played an NHL game. So it'll be interesting to see what energy levels they bring. And if, you know, when we come back in the fall, we start to see it again, or if they're riding a little bit of an adrenaline high right now, I think about that more with Nick than with Ken, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be interesting as well that, I assume them both to play with chips on their shoulders, I guess, because obviously I think a lot of people had kind of picked Michigan to win it all. Uh, tough to lose in overtime to to Denver, but I think they're going to come in and be like, right, well, we lost in the Frozen Four, so we're going to make it the NHL's problem, essentially. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm so excited for this this Montreal game. I was really hoping that they would get the paperwork through in time to have them play tonight. Uh, because, you know, first NHL game against Detroit in Detroit for the two University of Michigan guys would be uh, would be a lot of fun. But I think Montreal is a game that a lot of Blue Jackets fans are going to want to tune into. Yeah, it would have been cool if they could play tonight. But I think with the loss Thursday to turn around and play so quickly without having a practice with the team, I think Wednesday was kind of always going to be the plan, regardless of how things shook out give them time to settle in, have a couple practices, figure out what's going on, and then get them on the ice Wednesday night. Yeah, for sure. 
So uh, for people who want to maybe learn a little bit more about Nick Blankenberg, read the stories that you talked about, the, the one about his grandfather is one that I personally really, really loved to read. Um, I'm a big fan of, of pieces like that. So if people want to read those or kind of catch up on all of your Nick Blankenberg feelings to read the work that you do for the, the Dispatch about the Blue Jackets, uh, where can people find you and your work online? Yes, my Blue Jackets work currently is on dispatch.com at the Columbus Dispatch. The stuff I wrote about Nick in college, um, I tweeted out a thread of at least a couple of the stories. I could have gone, frankly, a lot longer than the three stories that I did share, but decided to not, you know, alarm people with how much I've written about this kid <laughs> in the two years that I covered him every day. Uh, but that's on my Twitter, which is at Bailey A. Johnson underscore. And I know that I will have, once Nick gets here on Monday, I know that I'll have a story coming soon about what this has all been like for him. So be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah, well, I know I will be looking out that for that for sure. Uh, thanks for coming to talk to me about uh, your favourite boy and uh, I think soon to be a lot of Blue Jackets' favourite boys. No problem. Thanks for having me. And that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow we will be looking at another prospect. Uh, we've got another episode of Prospect Corner coming, so make sure you tune in to hear me and Sam McGilligan of McKean's Hockey Talk all about Joaquin Kamal and uh, the some of the red flags that may have uh, appeared in his career. And we also take a look at his game versus Brad Lambert. Uh, it's a really fun episode, so make sure you, uh, you check that out. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find that uh, on the screen here if you are watching on youtube uh, you can find us over at lo underscore blue jackets if you uh, would like to follow the podcast on twitter once again you can find us on all podcast platforms and also on youtube make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't already i am uh, running a competition when i reach 100 subscribers i'm going to be giving away a uh, rick nash commemorative puck from his uh, jersey retirement night a couple of weeks ago so if you want to get in on that make sure you have hit the subscribe button over on YouTube, and uh, make sure you stay locked on. Until tomorrow.